Hello, everybody. Mr. Brown here with the Choose Up Program Podcast, helping you build better school cultures one choice at a time because when you make better choices, you will live a better life. So choose well. Oh, yeah. This podcast, I'm going to talk to a good friend, Lauren Connor, about a blog post she put on our website, chooseupprogram.com, which is entitled How to Teach Respect in the Classrooms. I think that is so important to teach respect in the classroom. And we talk about three things. And actually, we made three podcasts on each one of them. You can actually download for free this uh, blog post and the videos I made talking about it myself. But I want to have a conversation about it. It's about a conversation about how we can look at respect in different ways. So in the next three podcasts, we're going to talk about how you need to uh, define respect in the classroom, model respect, and then also acknowledge respect in the classroom. So check out three podcasts. For more information about what we do, visit the choosewellprogram.com. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Lauren Connor. Lauren, thanks for joining me again for another podcast. You've been on several of these, and I really enjoy talking to you. I've been enjoying working with you. And you did a blog post for the Choose Well program on how to teach respect in the classroom. And we took that and made it a a three-part series for the video library. So I wanted to bring you on to talk about the ideas behind teaching respect in the classroom. I think respect is one of my, my favorite traits. Yeah, I don't even call it a trait. Character? What do you? What would you call it? I, characteristic, but it's such a broad term. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah, I think respect for me is is the cornerstone because if we interact with each other, we have to respect each other, and not just respect each other's respect thing. My definition of respect, that we, as we do in the uh, Choose Well Program Library of videos, is honoring people, mm-hmm. places. And things? Is that what I did? I think so. That sounds correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Honoring people, rules, and things. Rules? Okay. Yeah. Honoring people, you were talking about rules, nouns. and things. Yeah. People, no, I, I saw it like, things. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a noun. That's not what I did. But respecting people, um, mm-hmm. respecting the rules, even though we don't like them, and sometimes right. we, we don't. We don't even obey the speed limit as adults. Ouch. Uh, and also things. And things covers a lot of areas, including our uh, education, um, yeah. other people's things, property, yeah. those kind of things. That's, that's why we get the definition. So in your article, in your mm-hmm. blog post, mm-hmm. break down the three things. Give me a broad view of what you talked about in the, in the article. Yeah, so the first thing we have to do is really define respect as we're speaking about it so that everybody is on the same page. You know, if you say respect, like we just talked about, it can mean a lot of different things Mm -hmm. to a lot of different people. And so I think the very first thing we are going to need to do is define what it is that we're talking about and the specifics of respect um, that we're addressing. The second thing I talk about in the blog post is modeling respect in the classroom. Um, and some concrete ways to do that for teachers and even um, for really for any school staff um, is modeling respect and then acknowledging respect in the classroom. I think a lot of times we expect our students to just be respectful and that's great, but we don't acknowledge it when they meet our expectations and that can be really damaging. Okay, so define it, model it, Mm -hmm. and acknowledge it. Absolutely. Those kind of almost, that's like a three-point sermon right there. (laughs) Talk about defining respect. I gave my definition. Yeah. But as a teacher in a classroom, what? how would you define respect? Respect can be defined as kindness, admiration, or reverence for something. Um, That's when I was doing the blog post. I kind of looked up the dictionary definition of it. But when when I was typing, I thought, okay, I purchased my car 
right? I know how much my car costs. I know how much it costs to maintain it. So I respect my car because I know the value of it. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever rented a car? Yes. And do you drive it the same? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I drive it differently than my husband drives it. I will tell you that. <laughs> so your husband drives the rented car differently than he drives his own car. Absolutely. Maybe that's a male thing. I think it is because <laughs> I, don't know. I was the one who handed my credit card over. <laughs> And I think that the, the reason I bring it up is because you don't, when you don't own something, you don't always treat it the same way. And I remember I had this car, I rented a car, and it had this uh, automatic stick shift. You had no yes, clutch. right. And I wanted to play with it. Like, well, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you do this thing, right? And I thought, <laughs> man, I need to slow down and not, you know, I don't want to damage the car. But, right. you know, if it was mine, I'm like, don't do, don't do that, right? And so I like that idea of ownership. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's when it becomes respectful. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, to think, I mean, a car... It's just a car when it comes down to it. How much more valuable are the people in our lives? And so getting that across to the students, I think, is really important. And across to everybody at the school or at, at the venue where you're at, um, just having that common definition of respect and talking through exactly what respect means is important. So in your classroom, how would you define, well, you have you got a new classroom. You, I you, do. You get a new class yeah. this year. So how are you going to define respect? I think, you know. Putting you on the spot now. I know, you are. <laughs> I think it goes back to what we like to call the golden rule. You know, treat others the way you want to be treated. If I am going to give you respect, then I expect respect to, I expect respect in return. That's a hard thing <laughs> I to respect, say. I respect, I expect <laughs> respect. That's a tongue. I expect respect. So I think kind of the golden rule is the simplest way to break it down. Right, right. And I like the word reverence, even though that's not a word we probably would teach kids, but I, that's right. why I use the word honor in my definition, to yeah. honor mm -hmm. people, treat people as if they matter. That's how I, I break it down. Yeah. Treat people and things as if they matter mm -hmm. because they do. And yeah. you want to be treated as you matter. That goes to the golden rule. Mm -hmm. So to honor people, rules and things yeah. is a way to show respect. And Absolutely. I think for me, that part of ownership is really important because I want mm -hmm. kids to take, hey, this is your classroom. Right. This is our classroom. This right. is this we don't want to live in a dirty classroom or a dirty environment. We want to have a place that's pleasing for everyone. And we don't want to even when it comes to treating people with kindness, mm -hmm. we don't want to come to school and come to a classroom where people are being bullied and mean and nasty. No, we we're taking ownership of this. Yeah. And I think as you do that that can eliminate some of the bullying stuff that's going on because this is Absolutely. our school, our classroom. Yeah. You know, and I found with kids, candid conversations are key. So just having really honest conversation with kids is important because a lot of times as adults, we kind of, I don't know how to say it other than we almost talk in circles. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. And so we don't just say what we mean a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And with kids, if we can just say what we mean, for example, I expect you to clean the classroom because it's where we all have to be every day. And so my rules at the end of the day is that everybody cleans the classroom. Right. And if I just say that to them, they're like, oh, yeah, sure, makes sense. I think that's, for me, that's been one of the things that I think has made me successful working with kids is being direct with them. Yeah, and treating for sure. them as their adults. I mean, mm -hmm. treat. I don't talk down to kids. I don't talk at them. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is what I expect. Yeah. This is what we need to do. And then I think the second part of that is modeling, which we'll get to in our later conversation because mm -hmm. I want them to see that in me. And right. when they see that, then I think they are more apt to take ownership of it as well because they mm -hmm. see someone else doing it and yeah. they're willing to do it as well. Now, when it comes to this idea of defining it, I think it's so important, somewhat based on our generational differences, yeah. like. 
I think I grew up in a society. I know I'm much older than you, Lauren. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, I, I, I'm proud to be. I'm proud of my age. I, I'm grateful. Thank God that I'm, I'm, I'm still alive, right? But I grew up in an era where the, the morality was the same. Like, mm-hmm. When I grew up, everybody went to church or at least yeah. respected Church, like right. they respected that, and most yeah. people went to church, and so there was this idea that you respected your elders as mm-hmm. well. You cared yourself. You said yes, ma'am. You said no, ma'am. You mm-hmm. said yes, sir. No, sir. And I, I don't think that is in our culture anymore. That's not the predominant thing in our culture. Right. When I say yes, sir, to some men, like, I'm not a sir. Like you know, they're yeah. like, well, 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 you know, that's my father. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that generational. So I think it's so important that as older we are, we just assume that these kids understand what we mean by respect when I don't think they do. No, I don't, I don't think they do either. And I think that a lot of the media, you know, rappers have really almost destroyed, in my opinion, the word respect Mm. in a lot of ways, you know, they say, well, you, you owe me respect, you know, and it's not true respect necessarily. It's more fear. It's fear. Yeah. I think for me, the model that I had for my grandfather I respected him. There was this reverence, but yes. he also interacted with us. Absolutely, there wasn't this fear. Okay, granddad, she don't, don't, don't speak, don't do anything. Right. But we knew what we could do, we couldn't do. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I think for me, I that was so modeled well for mm-hmm. me through my grandfather and grandmother that when I started working with kids, I demanded that same respect, mm-hmm. but I also gave that respect to students. And I think. One of the ways we can respect students is being real with them. Oh, for sure. Being genuine. And we're getting into the modeling part. But to be, have those candid conversations and be real with them about things because they respect that. You know, when we've had issues um, at the previous schools I've worked at, and and they're big issues, you know, um, kids doing inappropriate things with phones or taking pictures of other kids in class and posting them on Instagram or whatever it is. You know, when I've had that candid conversation with my class of what if somebody did that to you? Right. Or do you really think that this is okay? Or is it just what everybody else is doing? I've been able to have some very real conversations with the kids that I've seen growth with afterwards. Um, And I think that if I had just said, you know, don't do this instead of having the conversation, it would have turned out differently. And I think that's the thing. And I had this this issue this weekend at church. Um, we were up singing, and uh, the youth, the second service, the youth come in, and they just mm-hmm. they stay there doing the singing, and time, then they go to their own thing. Yeah. Well, they instead of finding seats because it's so packed, they were just standing up against the wall. Yeah. But they were just talking. Right. And talking and talking right. and talking. And I'm like, not just like whispering, but like this one dude, his voice is so deep and it was carrying. Yeah. And the whole section, mm-hmm. you could hear, and I was like. Man, I don't want to say anything, but somebody, all of the adults here need to say something, right. right? Yeah. And be direct. And I think when I said, hey, uh, you know, your voice kind of, you kind of care. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, and yeah. I think at one point he may be grateful that somebody actually said something. And I right. tried to do it in a way that wasn't like, hey, stop talking. Yeah. I think, though, even adults appreciate that. You know, going back to what I said earlier, that we can kind of talk in circles to each other. If somebody has an issue with me, I am so grateful when they just come up and they're like, hey, I was really frustrated when you did this and I need you to change or I need this situation to change. Then I can deal with it head on instead of just trying to guess where people are at. Or even talking to someone else about it and then they commiserate with you about it, but no one talking to the problem. And that's what I felt was going to happen. All of us were sitting there Uh and no one would say anything, but we talked to each other. Those kids are so... And we 
begin to label the kids. Exactly. When he just might not have been aware. Oh, I'm sure the fact he that wasn't. his voice was because his voice. I mean, literally, it was so deep, and it was like we hear you heard everything he was saying. And, and I, I talked to the, another kid later that I knew, and I, my thing isn't just behavior modification mm-hmm. because you know we can get them to do stuff, but I want yeah. them to understand. Yeah, the why. Why the why? And I think mm-hmm. that those are the candid conversations that we need yeah. to have with kids, not just getting them to do what we want them to do so we feel comfortable in that right. moment, but we want to train them mm-hmm. for, and give them skills for life. Mm-hmm. Hey, consider others. Yeah, and I think that that's a skill that has to be taught, the considering others. That I mean, that doesn't come naturally to us. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a lifelong struggle, right? Yeah. As we go back to defining respect, it is a definition, but also what does that look like in our context? Give an example. So when you start your new classroom, mm-hmm. how will you begin to let them see or tell them what are some examples of how we see respect in our classroom? Yeah. So, for example, our classroom conversations. Um, I like a common education term is active listening. So um, I expect them to be making eye contact when somebody is speaking, facing the speaker, nodding, um, you know, as the speaker is talking, doing all those things to show that they're listening. So we're going to go over what active listening is before we even have a classroom discussion. Mm -hmm. We're going to explain that that's respecting the speaker, and then we're going to practice it over and over and over and over again. Yes, I think that's important. Yeah. Define it, but then practice it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's one example of a way to teach respect in the class. And, and as you said that, it made me think when I was a kid, they should call it who, who has the floor. So like mm-hmm. if my grandma was up talking, she had the floor. You right. Know, like, right. And I'm like, what do you mean has the floor? Like, but they explain what that meant, yeah. that you respect the person who's talking. Mm-hmm. And so from an early age, when I go to school, when I was in school, I knew, hey, the teacher was talking, she had the floor. If right. a student came up to talk, I need to respect that student too yeah. because that person has the floor. Right. But I think as you talk about active listening, teaching them practical ways to mm-hmm. understand, hey, when someone's up talking, your job is to be an active listener and participation. When it comes to this idea of defining it, I think it's something that we need to define, but also reinforce Mm -hmm. time and time again. Absolutely. And I think the earlier and the often is better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go over your expectations. You know, every time you're going to do something in the classroom, go over what you expect out of your students, even if it takes 10 seconds. You know, if I say I need you to break up into group work, what do I expect? I'll call on five kids. They'll tell me what I expect. I say you're right. Then we go into group work. But then we all know what the expectations are. But if we don't start with defining it, then we start at different positions. We start at exactly. different places. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know if you dated when you were young, but, you know, when you when I dated, you know, we had different expectations, right? Mine was here, hers was here, or vice versa, right? right? And then we never met in the middle yeah. because we never defined exactly what we were doing. We didn't define yeah. the relationship, right? right. With DTR, you, you know what DTR <laughs> is, right? And I think in this situation, define the relationship as far as respect is concerned concern in your yeah. classroom for you and your students and also mm-hmm. for your students for each other. And then I think Absolutely. that creates a whole culture in the classroom of this is what we believe, what we mean mm-hmm. by respect. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Choose Well Program Podcast. Again, if you like the podcast, please leave us a comment. Give us a rating in iTunes. Not iTunes anymore. It's called Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and share with your family, friends, other educators, parents as well to help them as we look at this idea of choices when it comes to building better school cultures one choice at a time. And respect is huge. And I would love to get your input. How do you 
teacher respect in the classroom. Maybe you can leave some comments if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it. Leave a comment, even on our website, thejuzoprogram.com. Maybe we can share your ideas as well with other people because respect is so important. How do you define it in your classroom as you move forward? And then don't forget to join us for the next podcast. We talk about how to model it in the classroom. And then the following, we'll talk about how to acknowledge it. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Choose Well Program Podcast. Oh, oh, oh.